Welcome back to Left of Normal, where everything that isn't right is left, and everything that is left is right. I'm your host, Scott Siri. Before we begin, I want to start this episode off the same way I start out each episode, and I want to say I thank you, I appreciate you, I'm glad you're tuning in, and I would love it if you clicked like on this episode and shared it with your network and a little uh, one or two sentences on what you loved about it will actually help it go much farther. That'd be awesome if you could do that. It'd help us reach more people with this amazing and inspirational message. Last week, I had a little throwback to a Christmas episode from 2022, way back in the day, uh, where I talked a little bit about what some of my childhood Christmas experiences were. This week, a new episode, uh, we'll be talking about ringing in the new year at this time, at the time the episode will be released. Uh, new fear, new fear, the new year will be a handful of days away. And so I'll get into a little bit on some of what I do this time of year, kind of how I set my new year, new me goals and commitments or whatever you want to call them. Talk about why I think resolutions are funny. Actually, most are just absurd. And a little bit about this time of year, celebrations and all that jazz. Anyway, let's start out with celebrations, move on to the dark winter months, and we'll finish up with resolutions. For a lot of left of normal people, celebrations don't spark joy. They're loud, filled with people, often there are fireworks and boom booms at midnight. And anymore in Billings, Montana, it's on into, you know, two or three in the morning. Left of normal people are forced to interact in a way they don't really enjoy, especially when they're younger and they don't really get a choice in the matter. I haven't often felt completely that way. Uh, I rather enjoy fireworks and loud boom booms, just not at three in the morning when I'm trying to sleep. But when the noises are so loud, you can actually feel them vibrate your rib cage. I kind of like that. Usually, I enjoy getting together with friends and ringing in the new year. There's almost always some some tasty foods, an assortment of beverages, and at least most of the time, there are places where I can escape from those gatherings. Growing up, I remember we celebrated at home with the family, and it was always just fun because we got to stay up until midnight. Then we'd run up to the refrigerator for a midnight snack as our parents yelled at us to go to bed. As I got older, you know, through my teenage years, we'd usually do something with the youth group at church. Overtime lock-ins is what we called them. They were, uh, you stay all night and play games until the next morning. Uh, They kind of got banned. We weren't really allowed to do that anymore. I don't know if it was kids hooking up or more than likely just the adults got way too tired. and Nobody wanted to stay up all night for a bunch of rowdy teenagers. But they were replaced with things that lasted right up until midnight, and then somebody had to come and get us, take us home, or otherwise figure out how to get home. And we'd play games like Capture the Flag and use the gym for worship music and to welcome in the new year. Those events were generally pretty fun because I was pretty good at Capture the Flag. I could run really fast. Our youth group wasn't huge. Uh, It was moderate size and generally 
everyone at youth group were the same circle of friends that I'd spend time with anyway. So it was just kind of one big playtime. A few of the celebrations in college were with Campus Crusade. We'd head over to Portland or Vancouver, British Columbia, or Spokane area for winter break retreat. Rotated around each year, wasn't always in the same place, but it was in the Pacific Northwest. Those were always just fun, meeting up with people we hadn't seen in forever, gathering a huge group on daily basis, daily sessions. Uh, There was training, there was inspirational stuff, there were breakout sessions, all that stuff. And then we'd rock in the new year. As an adult, parties tend to taper down a bit year after year, sometimes at home with a few people, sometimes somebody else's house. Uh, The last several years, we've had friends from around the state, and we've rotated houses. We'd visit the Koenigses in Whitehall. Next year would be the Huffs in Kalispell, and the following year, our house in Billings. It was fun to see them. It's about once or twice a year we actually got to see everybody, so we'd welcome in the new year with the same group of people. This year we had to take a break from that tradition because of various groups, various people traveling and things going on, and maybe hopefully next year we could pick it back up again. Maybe instead of going uh, driving across the state in the middle of winter, we just meet like in Jamaica or something. I think that would be a lot of fun. So anyway, this is the first year uh, as an adult where there's nothing going on. No no group gathering here, no gathering somewhere else. It'd be interesting to not actually go anywhere, have anyone over, not have confetti all over the house that I end up cleaning up for months on end. Well, the celebrations are great. I have found that I build little escapes into them. I don't remember doing it specifically as a child or even a teenager, Although I'm sure that did happen, where I'd just kind of sneak away for a little bit, get a little reset, and then rejoin the party. I know in my college days, I'd often get up earlier or stay up later, sometimes both, uh, than most other people. So I could escape that peopling stuff that is a drain on many left-of-normal sanity. As an adult, it's generally retreating to the bathroom. I'll... Last year, while groups were downstairs singing karaoke quite loudly, I stayed upstairs on my own and cleaned the entire kitchen. It was honestly a lot more fun than singing karaoke. Welcoming in the New Year's lovely and all, but it does occur on a bit of a precipice. Uh, If you don't know the meaning of the word precipice, look it up. Because it's all downhill from here for the next couple of months. Weather in Billings generally takes a bit turn for the worse. Anymore, December in Billings is mild and dry and actually not that bad. And soon the snow will fall and temps will plummet and we'll be sucked into the coldness and darkness until at least early March, but more than often late March. The fun Christmas lights are taken down and so there's no little twinkles to light up the sky or the streets. But it's still dark before, well before 5 p.m. Sunset's at like 4.30 still. Until January 19th, the only good day of January. Uh, here in Billings, at least, that's the day we start seeing 5 p.m. sunsets again. And then it's more rubbish until February 25th, when we get to see 7 a.m. sunrises. And then shortly after that, we enter March, which is great. Uh, except the time change in the early part of the month throws off all those early sunrises. 
But we do have post 7 p.m. sunsets. So it's uh, basically just two long months of January and February where nothing is happening. It's cold, it's dark, gray, brown, sometimes white outside, but even then, it's just dark. Now, I am fully aware that engaging in outdoor activities can alleviate some of the disdain for this time of year. Uh, however, many of the activities I really enjoy, and at least I used to enjoy, got incredibly expensive. Peak ski days, such as the week between Christmas and New Year's at Red Lodge Mountain, have gone up over $100 for the day, for a day pass. I don't even know if they have the full mountain open yet. Uh, they dropped down to around 80 bucks after everyone's back in school, and if you buy them like a month and a half out, they're in the 60s. But back in the day, when I skied 20-plus days a year, I would purchase a season pass for usually less than 200 bucks. I believe it was the year that I turned 18, I paid $99 for the entire year, skied 20 times or so. If you do the math on that, it comes out to less than 5 bucks a day on the mountain. Now, I know inflation is a thing and prices go up, but incomes aren't going up that much, and... Life is a lot more expensive now with a family than as an 18-year-old who lived at home. Plus, planning an entire Saturday on the mountain is much more tedious than it used to be. But I'll get to some more of that perhaps in the next section with resolutions. Anyway, ice fishing is one other, uh, another activity. Hasn't actually gotten that expensive uh, because once you have the gear, you got the gear. There's no day pass from the mountain to buy. Although, in Montana, at least, we have a bit of a problem because it's at least a two-hour drive to get to anywhere good. And if there is snow and ice on the roads, well, I'm rather terrified of driving on icy roads. All in all, two months of sitting at home waiting for the weather to not suck. Alright, so how about these resolution thingies? I'll start with aforementioned you know, resolutions. Uh, for the last couple years, three years, I have put one of my goals or resolutions to get back on the mountain, to go skiing for just one day. And every year I've actually failed that resolution. I don't know why it's so hard to just one day on the mountain. Anyway, the winter, this winter, that goal will likely be skipped because my knee is all borked up and wouldn't be able to handle the twists and turns on the slopes. But I might be able to get up there maybe later in the season and take my son, who has been asking me for a couple years now that he wants to go try skiing. We tried it at the park. It's just not the same. Uh, I was actually 11 years old when I first started skiing, getting into the sport. So I suppose it's time to pass that torch along. And I'll end up being just like my dad, who sat in the lodge all day long reading a book because, like him, my knees can't handle skiing and his could not either. Oh, joy. Resolutions, in general, I believe are ridiculous. I think they're just mostly garbage. Here's why. From what I have seen, from what I've heard, listened to, and watched over the years, nearly every resolution tends to involve a negative aspect. It's all about correcting things that people see wrong in themselves. They want to quit smoking, or they believe they're overweight and they want to lose weight. 
And from what I understand about psychology, when you're focused on the negative, you tend to steer toward the negative. So if you think about not smoking or quitting smoking, your mind continues to remain focused on smoking, even, and then it makes it even harder to quit smoking. The alternative is to find something healthy that replaces the smoking. Focus on the healthy aspect, and your mind and body and persona generally gravitate towards that rather than the negative thing that you're trying to give up, suddenly you don't smoke anymore. You're like, holy cow, it's been like six months since I had a cigarette. I don't know. I'm not a smoker, so I don't know if it really works that way. I think there's some more uh, physical addiction stuff that plays in. I mentioned at one point, probably last year around this time period, that I have been able to keep, or I had been able to keep my resolution for like a couple decades. And that's because I resolved to never make another resolution. Super easy to keep that resolution. However, I did start changing that up about four, five, six years ago. And I started making what I call commitments or goals or whatever you want to use in there outside of the word resolution. Now, obviously, they all kind of mean the same thing. But when we focus on something a little different here, there's nothing really special about January 1st. But it does coincide with the beginning of a new tax season, and so it's really a good starting point for things like, I resolve to make a million bucks this year. Someday I will make it to that one million bone per year uh, uh, income level. It's not going to be this year or next year. Probably not even the following year. Anyway, I target a few achievements that I want to achieve rather than resolving to quit doing something or resolving to make more money. I uh, commit to these achievements. I break them into three categories. I have the personal, the financial, and the professional. I then list out three to five things I would like to do or achieve during the next 12 months. So in 2022, one of those uh, achievements, those goals that I was setting out to do was to post short inspirational or educational videos to my social media accounts every single day for 365 days. I missed about a dozen days or so, but for the most part, yeah, I nailed that one. I put things on there like travel, climb mountains, and anything else that I felt was actually reasonable that I could accomplish. Financial goals generally resolve revolve around bringing in more money. Uh, every year, the biz one of the business financial goals they kind of overlap there is to double the previous year's income, something that I don't ever come close to doing. Uh, there's, others are to invest more, to give more to charity, to pay off debt. Uh, generally, that's only if there's something with a high interest rate. Those that are sitting at less than 3% really aren't priorities. Business goals generally grow my network larger, write a couple of books, get published in a big magazine, stuff like that. Something that should be very achievable if I actually sit down and achievable it. Those goals are great. Uh, their resolutions, their their commitments to doing better and being better, but without a plan to get them accomplished, they just kind of sit there. For instance, one of my goals was to continue taking 10,000 steps or more each and every day for all of 2023. I had a little routine that would help me get there and like walking to school in the morning with my son and doing a little walk after dinner, even if it's super cold out or something like that. I was around 700 days in a row, you know, working my way just 
ever increasing that uh, step streak. And then Fitbit was bought out by Google and they completely revamped their app and they got rid of tracking how many days in a row you had hit your goal. Since there was no way to track it anymore because I didn't notice until like four or five days after I updated the app that they weren't, there was nowhere on the app that tracked it anymore. I couldn't quite remember exactly where I was. And while I could just, you know, scribble it on a piece of paper, I just dropped the entire goal. That was probably around August or so. And it probably ended up being better because that knee that won't let me ski is now making it so I have trouble walking and, you know, going to take some steps and set a goal and achievement a commitment to correct that early next year in about a week, less than a week. Yay. Anyway, that goal had a system and a routine to help me make it. Other goals, let's say double my 2022 revenue. How do we get there? It's a bit vague bit vaguer, bit more vague, more vaguer. I didn't have clear steps on what exactly I was going to do to achieve it. Now, I did break it down, you know, super easy break down, you know, if you want $100,000 a year, let's say 96000 that comes out to $8,000 a month or, you know, eight, uh, seven, whatever, whatever comes out to a, a week, 1800 1900 a week, daily income goals, blah, blah, blah. You can sketch that down, super easy to write that out. I even wrote it down, you know, I want to make this much from writing books, this much from writing blogs, etc., etc., and so on and so forth. But there wasn't really a detailed plan on how to get those 10 new blogging clients or how to land those four ghostwriting clients. So while I had it all there, I stalled out because there was no specific steps on how was I going to pursue this and if I wasn't getting there what could I ramp up to get there faster or you know catch up in the last few months of the the year anyway 2024 hopefully I will be able to do a bit better focus more focused and at least on the business side of things accomplish some of those goals all right let's uh close it on up here let's wrap it on up what are your goals what do you hope to accomplish or achieve What change would you like to see happen in yourself or your community or the world in general? Leave a comment, especially if you don't know how you're going to set about tackling them. Then if you leave a comment, especially on the Facebook group or, you know, in a public forum, we can discuss it. We can see how our hive mind, group mind, everyone can pitch in their two cents or three cents if they want to. We can see how to support each other in our endeavors to make the world a better place. For now, you've had a peek into the world where everything left is right. And if it feels right, then it must be left. Thanks for tuning in. Please don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, join the Facebook community. Feel free to ask any questions you have over there. Remember that many left of normals want to be invited to your celebrations, but we might have to reset often throughout the evening or perhaps even head home early to protect our mental health. And of course, share this podcast with your friends, whether they are left, normies, or right.